Happy New Year, Faith Promise. It's great to see you. Whatever campus that you're worshiping with us this weekend, we're thrilled that you're here. We're about to launch into the unknown. The unknown is 2017. What does it hold? What, what is God going to do? What miracles will we see? Well, I'm so excited about January. But before we launch into that, before we hit the new book and all that God is, is going to do, let's take a few minutes this weekend and let's sort of recalibrate the rearview mirror. Let's look back because reviewing what God has done gives us supernatural faith to move into the future because we realize now, okay, God has done into the past. I believe that God will do it again. I believe that 2017 is going to be our best year yet. But you know what? We've got some celebrating to do because our God has done so much. Our theme for the year has been Hebrews 11:6, And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, one who gives wages, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so our theme this year was without. And yet what we have experienced has been a year with, a year with faith, a year of miracles, a year of life change, of salvations, a year of transformation, a year of provision of God. It has been a huge year as so many promisers really stepped out for the first time and began to live by faith. Think back. We've had our first award-winning film after the fall, 18,000 people. We're talking about 200 people that came forward and were baptized that weekend. Life change, hundreds of families that are now promisers who visited that weekend. Oh, we moved right into dealing with the madness of our emotions. Oh, I love that series. And then we moved into looking at the kingdom that was to come or was it really to come or is that kingdom now one of my all-time favorite series we also try to deal with avoiding the trap of religious people ruining everything that series was viewed and went all over the world we talked about getting out of the stands on game day and getting into the game and playing for god with all that we are we learned how to avoid being a dropout in a culture in America where people are walking away and dropping out of church in record numbers. Oh, and do you remember climbing to the top of the mountain together with the Tennessee that God sees? This year, our Heart for the Harvest offering almost $2 million record, and we'll be able to do things in 2017 that we would not have been able to do. We kids that we shared together soared in possibilities. Though we promisers, we're never content to solely look back. What we want to do is look back and fuel our faith and launch forward to this year. Even as you're experiencing worship this weekend, we just finished the greatest series that we've ever done in reaching people, Christmas at the movies. You know, we can have fun and we can impact people for God at the same time. Hey, my name is Zach Stevens, and I'm sitting here with the ministry leaders at Faith Promise, and we're just talking about all the incredible things God did in 2016. Uh, and we just want to come alongside Pastor and go in depth 
and what God did in these ministries. Uh, the first thing we want to do is talk to Pastor Kyle about what God did at all of our campuses in groups ministry. In 2016 at Faith Promise Church, it was a year of faith. And in FP groups is where faith, personal faith comes alive. And with faith, we saw over 1,700 adults involved in community in a group on a consistent basis. We saw 62 new groups formed, and we saw over 65% of our groups involved in serving in the community. In 2017, we're asking God to increase that even more. We're asking God to give us 2,000 adults involved in the community and small groups on a consistent basis. And we want to move from 249 groups to 300 groups all over East Tennessee. We're asking God that 100% of our groups would be involved in serving the community. And when that happens, faith will truly come alive. I want to thank every one of our leaders in uh, FP groups. You are making a difference. You're on the front line. You are pastors that are making a difference. Every year in August and September, we do a survey of all of our groups called Snapshot. And from Snapshot, we learn a lot of things about our groups, and we hear a lot of stories. And as I read through the stories this week, one thing that really stuck out to me is how many relationships have been impacted through our groups this year. I read over and over and over about how small groups were praying for relationships and praying for marriages that were in jeopardy. And then I read over and over of reports of marriages being restored and relationships being restored. That is where groups are making a difference at Faith Promise. I'm so thankful for everyone. Thank you for the opportunity to get people in groups. And if you're not in a group, I want to encourage you in 2017 to jump in. The first week of uh, January, we're going to start a brand new series with Pastor and with his book, and it's going to be incredible. And it will be an incredible time for you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and to go deeper than you've ever gone before and experience Christ in ways that you have never experienced him before. So jump in a group. You will never regret it. It truly is where faith comes alive. One of the most amazing ministries at our church that really makes our church happen is our children's ministry, FP Kids. And right now, I want you to hear from Gina what God has been doing in FP Kids. Thanks, Kyle. You know, it's hard to quantify the amazing things that have happened in FB Kids in this past year. Over a thousand new families have come to a Faith Promise campus in 2016. That's hundreds of new kids who have experienced FB Kids for the first time. There's one family that really stands out. Michael is one of those kids who, he's not your typical kid. It, there are not many social settings where Michael really feels at home. But when Michael came to FB Kids, he found a place to belong. He found a place where he could belong within his small group, and he loved it. In fact, over weeks of coming and participating in FB Kids, he enjoyed it so much that Michael felt comfortable enough to invite his friends. You see, Michael believed that if he could find a place to belong, then maybe his friends could find a place to belong as well. Isn't it amazing when what we can do for our kids is we can give them a place where they can learn more about who God is and who God cre created them to be? You know, what, something else that's amazing that happened in, in this past year, we've seen more than 80 kids who have made a public profession of faith through baptism. There's one girl who was just baptized a couple of months ago. Her name is Riley. Riley is, is one of those kids who has grown up in church. If you had asked her at three years old, she would have told you, Jesus lives in my heart. She's known about Jesus all her life, and talking about Jesus in her home has just been a regular part of their conversations. But you know, something happened in Riley just a few months ago. Riley made the decision that she didn't want Jesus just to be her friend, but she wanted Jesus to be her Lord. In fact, mom knew that something was different about Riley. When Riley went to mom and she said, 
Mom, I don't want, I want Jesus to be in charge of my life. I don't want to be in charge anymore. I want his plan for me. You see, Riley realized, as well as 80 more kids in FB Kids, they've realized that life with God is so much better than life without him. You know, the greatest thing about FP Kids is eventually they become FP students. You see, FP Kids makes FP students better. And so let's hear now from Pastor Zach about what's happened in student ministry. Thank you so much, Gina. I'd like to share a little bit of what God did in 2016 in the student ministry. Uh, we really model ourselves after what the weekend is at Faith Promise Church. And we fight so hard following Pastor Chris's lead to see lost people come to know Jesus. We have baptized 336 students in student ministry this year, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, but what I'm most excited about as I've been praying and reflecting is how connected to the weekends our students are getting. Our students don't call church just Wednesdays, but they come on the weekend. They're connected. They're serving. FP Kids couldn't run without all of our students being a part. They're inviting their friends. A lot of our students, when they get saved, they don't go home to save parents, so they're inviting their parents on the weekend. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for creating an environment where students can come and be welcomed. They can come and bring their friends and bring their family. The next generation of Faith Promise is bright because of the welcoming environment that you create. We're so excited for everything that God did in 2016, but looking so forward to the revival that will start in 2017. Hi, I'm Michelle, and I lead our Weekend Experience team. And before we rush too boldly into 2017, I want to tell you about a few things that happened on our weekends. And I don't want to tell you everything, because Pastor's already told you some, and he's going to come back and tell you some more. And I don't want to steal his thunder. You know how that goes. So I just want to tell you how we do what we do. We really strive to create an atmosphere to connect people to God for life change. And we do that in so many different ways. We do that with engaging and inviting worship music. We do that through films. We do that through something like 24 Karat Grinch that you saw just a few weeks ago. And by capturing stories, and we try to capture these stories on film to show you, the church, what God is doing. And so I just wanted to tell you real quick about a story about one of our first impressions people that invited somebody from his work to Christmas at the movies. And that person was really resistant and said, hey, my child was made fun of at somebody's vacation Bible school and I really don't want to put our family in that situation again. And, and they said, why don't you just come check it out? And so they did. And on the front row, that little girl sat and was so engaged, she gave her heart to Christ at the end. And the mom was so moved with tears in her eyes, she gave her heart to Christ. That's what we're all about at Faith Promise Church and FP Worship. We want for people to engage and have a life-changing experience. And we cannot do this without our Faith Promise Worship Balls. And how we get them prepared is we have a coaching process called Infuse, and, and people go through that and they get prepared and they get ready to do what they do on the weekend because we have so many talented and gifted people. I want to tell you about one quick person, and she represents so many of our, our Faith Promise worship balls, and her name is Eva Matunga. She just graduated Infuse this past year, and she she's already serving on the weekend, and one of our volunteer leaders, Yvette Gooden, said, hey, would you consider serving on our Infuse host team? And Eva said this, I would love to serve there because you made me feel so welcome and so valued. I want to do what you do. What more can I say? 
That's what our FP worship balls are all about. They do it with heart, they do it with relationships, and they do it with excellence. So we're looking forward to 2017, and I hope you are too. Is that not incredible? Everything God did uh, at Faith Promise Church in 2016. Uh, these ministries are honored to get to serve you guys. You are what makes these ministries run. We look so forward to what God is going to do in 2017. We cannot wait to do it with you. We love you, and we'll see you there. Living with faith soars in possibility. And I want you to know that is our heart for you, that you walk in those possibilities, not just today, but even in the generations that are to come. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. A life without faith is a life trapped on the ground. You are grounded from, for the possibilities. You are mired in the impossible. We want for you to soar like never before in your faith. We started this year with a book called Without, and we ended up with a year that's called With. We challenged every single promiser in every family to walk by faith in your personal life, your devotion, in your finances, in your gifting, in your family, in your serving in the kingdom of God in every single way. And so many of you have done it. That's why it's been a banner year. But you know, whether 2016 was a great year or whether it wasn't so great, it's over. It's passed. It's in file 13. And now you have a brand new start. A brand new year, and I believe it's going to be your best year yet. I believe you're going to walk in the possibilities and in the power and the potential of God. Know that we are praying that it will be your best year yet, personally and your family, and that we will experience that across all of our campuses. What an exciting time to be a part of the movement that's called Faith Promise. But before we let this year go, I've asked our campus pastors if you guys would take a few minutes and share some of the specific stories that's happened at your campus. So, Matt, it's been a great year at Blunt. It's all yours. Mike, so thrilled at what God has done this year, especially the last three months at North Knoxville. Robbie, at Anderson, man, it's been the best year yet. You guys take it away. Brandon, at Campbell County, I'm so proud of you, son. It is, it's unbelievable. Micah, share with us just a few of the miracles that God has done at Pellissippi. God has done the same thing at our internet campus, and God has done the same thing with our God behind bars. As a matter of fact, this year, several men that have been released from Bledsoe have made their way to Knoxville and have worshiped with us at one of our campuses, and their lives will never be the same. We can't wait for more of you guys to be released and to come and to worship and let us help you with a brand new start. For all of us, 2017 is a brand new start because what we're going to learn is what God calls you, calls you out to a newer, higher level of life. Love you. Can't wait to see you next weekend. Have your personal growth plan done. Get on that book this week. Be blessed. See you. What did you guys think? That was a great message from Pastor. I'll let you decide, but should my feelings be hurt? He called Brandon's son and not me. I'm his actual son.
We'll move on from a different time than that. Well, it's an unbelievable honor to follow after a man like Pastor that brings so much energy and passion and expectancy to every single weekend. And if you or your family or a friend haven't got a copy of his newest book called out, please grab a copy of that. It's an entire labor of love from our pastor to me and to you. No one believes in you more than he does. No one believes in your family more than he does. And no one believes in this church more than he does. Well, my name is Micah, and I'm the creative director here, and I want to tell you welcome. Welcome to Faith Promise. Welcome home to a place where it's okay to not be okay. And whether this is your family's first weekend at Faith Promise or you've been coming for years, this weekend, together, we're going to take a step from 2016 into 2017. If you call Pellissippi home, happy sweet 16. We've been on top of this hill for 16 years. 16 years. 16 amazing years, and although through the years many things have changed, few remain the same. An impact in the unchurched all around us is still our mission. 16 years ago, we had one location. We had about 1,000 people. This past year, over 4,000 people come to Pellissippi every single weekend, and over 3,000 people at Blunt, North, Anderson, Campbell, God Behind Bars, and all across the world through our internet campus. That is what we're doing. I read a handwritten letter from a lady to our staff this past week, and she wrote, finding faith promise for her family was like finding an oasis in a spiritual wasteland. Her words, not mine. She said, finding faith promise was like discovering an oasis in a spiritual wasteland. We were preparing for Christmas at the movies. There was so much work that had to be done, designing the stage and decorating the lobbies. We had an army of volunteers here, and one night we're here late, and I get wind that one of our God Behind Bars inmates was released and was here with us serving on location. And I said, I gotta find this guy, I wanna meet him, I wanna talk to him. I, I find out who he is, I come to him, short, scruffy, dark-haired man, his name is Lee Shaw. And the smile on his face and the joy in his voice because he gets to come and serve his physical faith promise family. And he comes every weekend, eight deep with his family. That, his story, the woman in the letter that is why every weekend matters. That's why every seat matters, because people matter. 16 years ago, we baptized 200 people back there in a corner, an old horse trough. This year at Pellissippi alone, we baptized over 500 people and 300 people across all of our locations. That's 800 people choosing to change their lives forever through your obedience, through your sacrifice. 800 brothers and sisters, mothers and husbands choosing to change their life forever because you extended an invitation, hey, come check out Faith Promise. Or they may have found us a different way, but we believed through our obedience, God is always faithful and he will change lives if they hear his good news. 800 people, eternity forever altered. 16 years ago, our pastoral staff would basically have to volunteer who is going to not cash their paycheck that week. It wasn't because Faith Promise wasn't faithful. We just had fewer givers. This year, Pellissippi alone, you've given more than we've ever seen in a year in the life of Faith Promise. You've given so much out of your generosity, your surrender, and your sacrifice. Our other locations are able to do ministry out of freedom. They are able to impact their communities. You've been so generous far beyond the walls of Faith Promise. You've given to missionaries and ministries and orphanages and organizations not just in Knoxville and East Tennessee, but all around the world. 
God is on the move all across the world, and we are right behind him being his physical hands and his feet. That is what you are part of. People have clean water. They have clean clothes. They have roofs over their head. The broken people are being met because of your generosity, because of your sacrifice, and because of faith promise, and because of God's anointing on this church. Do not be mistaken. We are part of a church that is on the move. God is doing amazing things here, and it's because of his faithfulness. It's all because of God. It's all because of the things that he's done for us and that your obedience behind him. But 2016 is over. It's finished and it's done. For some of us, we are kicking down the door of 2017 with energy and passion because 2016 was so amazing. And some of us are crawling on our bellies through broken glass and broken dreams just scratching and clawing, trying to get through the threshold of the door of 2017. Some of us this weekend, 2016 was a financial catastrophe. And some, it was a year of excess. Some, it was a year of life and hope. And others, it was a year of fear and death. For others, families came together as prodigals returned home. And others, families broke apart and prodigals left. Wherever you find yourself in this moment, wherever you find yourself in your seat this weekend, I have good news. 2016 is over. And the only thing left to matter is how we will approach 2017. The Apostle John wrote the book of Revelation to another church on top of a hill. The church of Philadelphia, not Pennsylvania. The original church in Philadelphia is sometimes called the church at Sardis. And we pick it up in uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 6. And you can follow along here. I'm not going to use it because this freaks me out a bit. It says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. And it continues in verse 7. These things says, he who is holy, he who is true, he who is, has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts, no one opens. Verse 8. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have little faith, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Here's the thing about doors. When we leave for work or for school, what do we do behind us? We close the door, and we lock it. Why? Keep the bad guys out. Uh, to protect our stuff. Whatever the reason is, the truth remains, the owner of the domain and the holder of the key controls what happens to the door. The owner of the domain, your home, you hold the key, you control what happens to the door. You can leave wide open if you want. When my brother and I were younger, we lived a free life, let's say. And we would do things with doors open or at least unlocked. And one day, Zach is using the bathroom and the door is unlocked. I felt an urge. I told my friend Heath, I said, Heath, get the water hose. Heath didn't ask any questions. Of course, you get the water hose. You kink it, you run in the house. We kick the door open and start spraying Zach all over. He's just, oh, God, fucking Simon, help me. It was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> the point of that story, don't have kids. <laughs> it was Zach's prerogative. He could have left the door locked, which he should have and probably does to this day. I soaked the toilet paper and everything was amazing, guys. But it was his prerogative to open 
or, and leave it open or lock the door. And John reminds us in Revelation that he who holds the key commands the door. He who holds the key commands the door. And today, keys are smaller than they've ever been in history. Grab a handful of keys, throw them on a keychain, put them in your pocket, put them in a pocketbook. This is the exact opposite of John's day. Keys would have been huge and ornate and decorative like you see in the movies given to politicians or heroes. This key you'd have to sling over your shoulder to carry the weight of. When John is referring the key to the city of David, he's talking about a huge key. This, this would not be something you would do lightly. You'd have to carry it on your shoulder. John is referencing in Isaiah chapter 22, 22, the key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder so he shall open and no one shall shut and he shall shut and no one shall open. See, Isaiah is prophesying and John is realizing that Jesus' holy and perfect life not only gives him the authority to hold the key, but he commands whether the door stays open or closed to salvation for each of us. And that's the beautiful thing. My favorite thing is it has nothing to do with me. He keeps the door open even though I sprayed my boat and I was there with a water hose. It has nothing to do with you or with me. Jesus holds the key. Jesus' perfect life holds the key. It says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Through Jesus is the only way to salvation. Once you make the decision, Jesus preserves and Jesus protects that decision. Just like you and I, we open the door for opportunity and we lock the door for protection. Jesus opens and locks the door. Jesus opens, and this is the most beautiful thing about it. Guess what? When, once Jesus opens the door, it remains open, and there's nothing you or I can do about it to keep this door from opening or closing. That's the beautiful thing. I'm worried about this thing. I had them make it for me yesterday. I'm like, guys, I need a door, and they're like, and they're literally screwing and nailing right before the, the countdown closed. And an unbelievable volunteer crew. You should help us. It's a great time. Here's the truth. Your circumstances can't close this door. Your family can't close this door. Sin can't close this door. Satan can't close this door. Satan cannot close this door. No matter what happened to you or because of you in 2016, this door remains open. And that is the beautiful thing about Jesus. That's the beautiful thing about the possibilities. Because that, no matter how awful 2016 was, the door remains open in 2017 because of Jesus, because he holds that key, because he owns all of these things. He desires for you to have an impactful life. He desires for you to walk through an open door and have an open life. I was driving uh, with my wife the other day and we pulled up to a red light and this lady beside us was crying driving was just by her car and it affected me weirdly because it normally does I don't normally don't feel things <laughs> but I looked over and she's just crying and I was like Joy she's crying and I know something about it just broke my heart and we drive away and I said Joy there are people crying all over Knoxville there are people crying all over Knoxville and I believe if you and I would truly realize the door to 2017 is shoved and locked open because no one can shut what Jesus opens and if faith promise will wake up and realize that we are the reason we can heal her tears. People belong at faith promise. They belong in your small group. Not because we have all the answers, because we serve an incredible God that has the answers. He can heal the broken. 
He can heal the needy. He can feed the hungry. We just have to be his hands and his feet. But if we're locked in our seat because we believe we just did that thing, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I paid for that. I can't believe she said that to me. I can't believe I did that. Forget about it. The door is open for your life. The door is open in 2017, and I believe Knoxville is waiting. Knoxville is waiting for faith promise to wake up and to move out and to touch the brokenhearted and know that it's because of Jesus that we are successful, not because of you. So guess what? Yeah, you probably did suck yesterday, but tomorrow you're just going to do a little bit better. Probably shouldn't have said suck just then. <laughs> Our small group pastor, he has a phrase that he loves. He calls it living present forward. We learn from the past, but we don't live in the past. So many of us walk through 2017 with an open door and we look back in the 2016 and then we're walking backwards because of the brokenness and pain. Jesus says, live present forward. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from 2016, but don't live in 2016. Learn and live for 2017 because there are women and men, bullies and girls crying in their cars, crying at home, and that's what we have to do. That, those are the people that have to be reached. Those, that's why Jesus came. That's why the door is open. And it's you and I, not just us on the stage. It's not just our staff. It's each and every one of us. And the question to you this weekend is, what will you do with an open door before you?